Hello, my name is Karen Longley, and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund in Washington, D.C. The 2008 financial crisis may have started in the U.S. financial system, but it quickly became a global crisis. This highlighted severe problems with the international monetary system, that is global financial markets and the organizations set up to oversee them. Reforms to address those weaknesses and prevent a repeat of the recent crisis are now a priority for the Group of 20, or G20. They are also at the heart of a new report, the Palais Royal Initiative, named after the historic French building where the report was drawn up for the attention of the G20. The report was produced by a group of former government ministers, central bank governors and other senior officials and was brought together by former IMF Managing Director Michel Comdessou. Earlier, Rudolf Blavy spoke with Mr Comdessou, who began by explaining why further reforms are urgently needed. Of course, I value very much the work that has been developed so far and all the reforms which have, which have been already outlined and which start to be implemented. But it's crystal clear that we must go several extra miles uh, if we want to be sure that the system is made safer and perform properly the new task which should be put on the hands of the IMF in the next few years. So there is a lot still to be done uh, while being mindful of the fact that even if we design and put in place immediately all the reforms which are needed, it will take several years for these reforms to be effective and then we'll be going through a dangerous period uh, uh, during which it will be very important for the G20 and the, and, and, and the IMF to, to act together, uh, particularly uh, to resist all the temptations to go back to the business as usual. We must adapt deeply, we must change many things And for that, uh, we need an IMF uh, ready to propose uh, and to continue acting uh, actively and uh, with a real spirit of, and traditional spirit of creativity to address the new problems of the world. The Palais Royal Initiative puts forward a broad range of proposals to reform the international monetary system. What is the general thrust of the proposals? Well, you know, we are a group of people who have devoted uh, 10, 20 or 30 years of their life precisely fighting to introduce uh, reforms in the system, to adapt the, the system to a new world, a globalized world uh, with a huge importance for financial transactions and indeed uh, trying to promote uh, the need of reform to avoid a crisis. Lamentably enough, we have been uh, unsuccessful in achieving that. And now what we only try to do is to put our experience and uh, our reflections on our experience uh, at the disposal of those who are in charge to help them to be more familiar with the difficulties uh, one meets when, uh, when in a process of reform and uh, giving them possibly a little bit more ambitions than they would have had spontaneously and then uh, 
trying to contribute to, to the success of what they are undertaking. Among its recommendations, the report calls for a profound revision of global surveillance. What is required on this front? Among its recommendations, the report calls for a profound revision of global surveillance. What is required on this front? Well, surveillance is of the essence. Uh, if we want discipline, we need an effective surveillance. We need a surveillance comprehensive and fair. Comprehensive means that uh, we need a much broader scope of surveillance, not only the current account and monetary dimensions, but the full monetary and financial sphere. But we need also the surveillance to be fair and to be targeted where the most important problems are. The most important problems are not with the developing countries benefiting from the ordinary support of the IMF. Of course, it's important for the IMF to exert its surveillance on these countries. But it is much more important for the system that the systemic countries, those whose economic stance has the broadest and influence on the system to be surveilled with most efficiency. And this is why we suggest that the, there is a kind of shift in the scope of surveillance and a kind of priority being given to the surveillance of the systemic countries. The report makes a number of proposals to deal with exchange rate volatility and to manage global liquidity. Could you tell us a bit more about those proposals? Well, uh, we, we consider that, uh, of course, we have a serious problem with uh, exchange rates, which are more and more volatile and more and more disconnected from the fundamentals. So we uh, urge the, the G20 to, to see if a system of benchmarks, indicators, couldn't be applied also to the to the exchange rate issues with indicators which could also trigger a particular surveillance in the case where the disconnect from the fundamentals would be most obvious. But beyond that, we see a very serious problem also with the fact that there is no clear and permanent vision of where the global liquidity is versus the economic evolution of the world. So we would suggest to the, world, to the IMF working together with the BIS to establish common instruments to surveil uh, the uh, global liquidity, to measure it in order to be able to report to the G20 periodically on the appropriateness of the global liquidity stance. There is also a discussion in the report for an increased role of the SDR. What is the likelihood for these proposals to be taken up going forward? Well, it's interesting to observe that uh, the members of this group have taken in the past uh, very different positions about the future of the SDR. Many of them, or at least a few of them, considered during the 80s that finally the SDR uh, was not that useful, that uh, the markets could provide uh, the system with the needed reserve assets. Well, the crisis has demonstrated that the SDR could be particularly useful 
in times of, uh, of tension and the allocation of $250 billion, which has taken place, has been of a critical importance at, uh, at the peak of the crisis. Uh, this has prompted new thinkings about the SDR and an openness to new uh, reflections about what could be the role of the SDR as a unit of account, as a reserve asset, and possibly in a longer-term perspective, as it is provided for in the Articles of Agreement, as the main reserve asset of the system. Finally, under your proposals, what would be the workings of a new global governance framework? The new framework must adapt to the world as it is, and to the res new responsibilities of the IMF. You cannot give huge new responsibilities to the IMF without changing its uh, governance structure to make sure that it is well in line with uh, what are the global orientations of uh, the leaders of the world and uh, with uh, the necessities of the world as they go developing. Uh, this is why we have suggested in particular that the legitimacy of the IMF be improved by developing the ideas of the Seoul Summit on the composition of the executive board, the so-called problem of voice, but uh, going beyond that, putting in place what uh, was considered by the Articles of Agreement since a long time, a council uh, made of ministers of finance and central bank governors in order to make sure that the final decisions, the most important in terms of strategy, be taken by those who are responsible in their countries and not indirectly through the executive board. But at the same time, we need certainly to make the relationship between the IMF and the G20 better structured, particularly uh, solving the problem of legitimacy, the G20 has also. I believe that it would have much more influence in the world and it would be much more effective in discharging its own responsibilities if it was organized on the basis of the constituencies which have served pretty well, the IMF and the World Bank. And so we propose that uh, we have a three-level organization of the structure of the system, the head of states, organizing constituencies, the, the IMF being uh, ruled by its council, which would merge the IMFC and the G20 group of ministers of finance, and, of course, for the day-to-day -day, uh, managing and uh, surveillance of the system, the executive board and the managing director. We would believe that on this basis, we would have, at the same time, more legitimacy and more effectiveness. We think also that it would be important to have aside this structure, a group which could be there in an advisory position only to make sure that uh, the activity of the institution continues serving the common good of the system with a, vi a global vision, different of the vision one can have when the individual problems of each country are considered. 
To conclude, it would be interesting to see how the the report was received by G20 ministers after uh, this weekend's meeting. Could you tell us a bit on this? I don't know how it was received. I was not there. I don't know if the ministers have read that, possibly a few of them. What is true is that the G20 has taken a good, a good start by working hard on concrete issues such as the indicators, establishing a working program, very demanding indeed, to, to go toward from the definition to the quantification of these indicators and establishing for the international monetary system a program of a working program touching the key issues we have just talked about. That was former IMF Managing Director Michel Comdessou talking with Rudolf Blavi about the recently released Palais Royale initiative. You can find out more about the report in the March issue of the IMF's Finance and Development magazine. <laughs>